BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornet Typecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets wrapping up a quick two-game road trip. They are walking in Memphis tonight, taking on the Grizzlies just a few feet off of Beal. We're going to give you our preview of that one. We're also going to talk about yet another edition of Power Rankings. It's starting to feel a little bit more like previous Power Rankings were a little bit more on the nose, but of course, injuries have certainly been a factor. We will play our little Power Rankings game once again and talk about a really unique schedule coming up at the start of next week, Monday and Tuesday. Everyone will be in action, and then no one will be in action, and it's for a very good reason. We'll talk about all these with my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back with us again. Rob, welcome to another game day edition. They're coming fast and furious here. No breaks for us for the next three weeks. All gas, no breaks, and hopefully you didn't have too much fun on Beale Street last night. I was very well behaved, yes. We are ready for our game here tonight against Memphis, but before we get to that, let's start by looking back a little bit. Hornets have obviously hit a rough patch here. Injuries dominating the conversation. In addition to Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball and Cody Martin missing the entirety of that last game in Chicago, Gordon Hayward was unable to go in the second half, and it really influenced the the offense. That said, uh, the Hornets had been kind of down in a lot of the uh, national publications thought process when it came to power rankings. And we've got yet another one to review this one from about 48 hours ago now from ESPN.com. As the third week of the season was underway, they did their rankings. And we'll give you our favorite question to lead off this segment. In the hierarchy of the 30 teams of the National Basketball Association, Rob Longo, where do you think the Hornets should have been? Well, hopefully this one doesn't rile me up as much as it did the other day earlier in the week. So with that said, I guess if I had to guesstimate, I would say maybe the Hornets were ranked 18th. 
Still a little too high, my friend. The Hornets number 22 on this edition of Power Rankings. Uh, one thing that's a little bit troubling, and first off, I think these ones are a little bit more true to form, reflecting how teams have been playing in the last two weeks. This one doesn't lead off with saying, hey, the Hornets are playing really well considering all the injuries, but we're still going to bash them anyways. It kind of takes into account that the team's lost three of its last four heading into this edition, and while they're playing without LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, you know, power rankings are a snapshot in time, and the snapshot when you lose three of your last four is you're not playing your best basketball or certainly maybe shouldn't be higher than a lot of teams that are doing better in recent weeks in the NBA. One other troubling thing maybe for Hornets fans in this one, when you look below Charlotte, you see Brooklyn, who is the Hornets opponent tomorrow. Obviously, they're having a lot of issues, but you know that's another one where on night two of a back-to-back, there's going to be some high expectations for the Hornets. Uh, then further down, you see the Sacramento Kings at 27 and the Orlando Magic 30, two teams that already have wins over the Hornets. All that in mind, Rob, you said 18. ESPN says 22. We're going to give you the three teams directly ahead of the Hornets, and you got to pick one that Charlotte should be ahead of. Your choices. Number 21, the Miami Heat, who at the time of this publication were one loss lower than the Hornets. Number 20, the Chicago Bulls. I don't think you're going to take that one. And number 19, the Washington Wizards. Who should the Hornets have been ahead of? Well, if I had to pick one, well, this is kind of tough because, again, Chicago did, in fact, beat the Hornets earlier this week. And then the Miami team has starting to turn the corner a little bit. They've won two in a row since these power rankings have been published. And Washington is sitting at 500. So this is a little difficult. But if I had to reflect and go back to the beginning of the week, I guess I would go with Miami simply for the fact that the Hornets had a better record. And I would normally say, a better win over a team like Golden State, but at the same time, the Hornets and the Warriors, they currently have the same record at three and five. And again, I know this is post publication of these power rankings, but you know, I kind of do my power rankings a little bit in real time with that said. So if I had to pick one of those teams, I would maybe go with Miami just simply for the fact that they weren't playing very good basketball the first couple weeks of the season. I think that's fair. I think I would probably go with Washington on this one. They did start the season fairly well, winning three out of four. Now they've lost three of their last four games, and you look at their wins, there's really only one that's really high quality and in difficult circumstances, and that was on the road at Philadelphia. Otherwise, you've got home win over Chicago on normal rest, home win over Detroit, road win at Indiana on opening night. Um, you know, teams that didn't have huge expectations necessarily, and then the Chicago one, at least it is at home. But all that said, you know, looking at these power rankings and now having the benefit of hindsight, I think the Hornets are kind of in that low 20s range right now. And I think it has a lot more to do with the injuries than anything else. But as the saying goes, you are what your record says you are. Right now, the Hornets have slipped all the way down to three and five. Could they easily be five and three if uh, the ball had bounced differently a couple of times? Absolutely, they could have. But Charlotte is currently two games below 500 and sputtering a little bit due to all of the injuries. But even with that said, uh, the offense still performing at a reasonably good rate without their point guard and two guard. And defensively, the ratings have been fairly good through the first eight games of the season. All right, that's it for power rankings. I think we've run through the, the gambit for this week in that regard. Coming up next, we're going to look to the future a little bit. There's a unique schedule for the Hornets and for the NBA coming up November 7th and November 8th. We're going to talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. 
From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on this edition of the HHC, a game day edition. Hornets will take on the Memphis Grizzlies later on tonight. We'll have our game preview for you on that one shortly. First, though, I want to look a little bit to the future, Rob, with you. The Hornets are going to be, along with all 29 other teams in the NBA, playing on Monday, November 7th. And then, like all other 29 NBA teams, they'll be taking the following day, November 8th, off because it is Election Day. This is an NBA initiative to try and really put an emphasis on voting, uh, encouraging fans to go out there and do their civic duty and not giving them the distraction of NBA basketball games looming later on in the day. So the emphasis is going to be put on this initiative, and, and they're going to be using NBA basketball and commercial breaks throughout that day, the 7th, Monday, to encourage people to vote. It's a great initiative. I mean, what more can you ask for from an association that is trying to just be so inclusive and make sure that everybody's voice is heard in society? It's a great job by the NBA. It's also going to be a little crazy because every game's going to be tipping off every 15 minutes on November 7th, which is going to just be a wild day of basketball. So even though you don't get your NBA on a Tuesday, on Election Day, you get a whole lot of it on that Monday before where games are starting every 15 minutes. So it's going to be a really great showcase for the league. In that regard, where you have all 30 teams playing on the same day and also pushing a very important message as well, of course, getting out to vote, making sure your voice is heard in our democracy. So a great job by the NBA. I think this is a great idea, and it would not surprise me if we see something similar to that in the future. I know the last game of the season, a lot of the times we'll have schedule changes to make sure that one team doesn't influence the impact of another when it comes to playoff implications or anything like that. But this might be an instance where maybe we see more teams and more games on a specific day to celebrate something. I love the Martin Luther King Jr. days where there are day games and the Hornets have a day game, which I think is really unique and really special. It's not quite playing on Christmas Day, but it's pretty prestigious to be playing an afternoon game, especially since the Hornets will be at home doing that against Boston. Again, that'll be coming up on January 16th. But for now, in a couple of days, going to be really fun seeing all 30 teams tip off within 15 minutes of each other and really making sure that people are aware of a very big cause. And in terms of the day of games, the seventh, the other unique thing is the staggered start times that we've referenced here. Every 15 minutes, a game is going to be tipping off. So while our focus will certainly be on the Hornets, and the Hornets will be hosting the Wizards for that one. Tickets available at Hornets.com. Come out, join us at Spectrum Center uh, for a really big home game, part of a really important three-game homestand for Buzz City. But if you're watching from home, or if you're just watching games after you get home, the fun part of this staggered schedule is if you're flipping on to League Pass, you can basically watch the conclusion of every game back to back to back to back. You're seeing the most exciting, the most important few minutes of these ball games over and over and over. And they're also going to be having a crunch time coverage through the League Pass feeds. NBA Crunch Time is going to give live look-ins on every game, especially in those closing minutes of tightly contested finishes. That's going to start on the NBA app through a live stream starting at 8.30 Eastern. So if you're in Spectrum Center, you'll see hopefully a thrilling Hornets victory. But if you're home or you're watching via the NBA app, you can basically sit back and watch two or three hours of exciting finishes all day long with 15 NBA games and all 30 teams in action. What more could you ask for, really? I mean, that's just 
just really cool stuff. I mean, we always hear about how League Pass and how the commissioner has talked time and time again about this a la carte where you only watch the last two minutes of a game and it costs you X amount of dollars and that sort of thing. So I'm not saying this is a litmus test to maybe see that in the future, but it's going to be really cool to see, if, especially if there's so many close games that you just have crazy finish after crazy finish after crazy finish, especially after some of the games that we saw Wednesday night, like that Boston and Cleveland game that went to overtime. That was a thriller that we watched on highlight shows after our game. But yeah, it's going to be really exciting stuff on Monday. Two important days, three important things you need to do Monday, November 7th. First thing you have to do, take in the Hornets game, either tune in on Sports Radio WFNZ and the Hornets Radio Network or watch the game on Bally's Sports Southeast or best yet, Come join us at Spectrum Center for Hornets versus Wizards 2. You have to watch all the great conclusions of all the other games, and with that staggered start time, you don't have to miss a finish. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure with 15-minute staggered starts, unless there's overtime somewhere in there, you're going to be able to see the conclusion of every single game throughout the day. And then job number three for all of our great Hornets fans, make sure the next day there's no NBA action. Make time to vote. All right, it is game day here for the Hornets today. They are walking in Memphis just a few steps off of Beale. They'll take on the Grizzlies. We're going to preview that one for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. All right, Rob, we've looked a little bit into the rearview mirror. Looking back at the last couple of weeks via the power rankings, we've looked ahead at the upcoming schedule on Election Day and Election Day Eve and all the great things the NBA is doing in that regard. Now it's time to put our feet flatly in the present. Hornets are in Memphis, ready to take on the Grizzlies tonight at FedEx Forum. And we've got a game preview to give to the people. You know how it works, Rob. We need a player to watch for each team as well as a statistic to watch. And that's how we'll give you our things to look for tonight between the Hornets and the 5-3 and three Grizzlies. You are the guest, Rob. You get to go first. Well, first off, a couple of observations of this matchup. I watched the end of Memphis's last game on Wednesday against Portland out on the West Coast, and it was a wire-to-wire win for the Grizzlies, but there were times there in the third and fourth quarter where it seemed like Memphis was trying to kind of give the game up. We saw the last couple of meetings between the Hornets and the Grizzlies that Memphis has a hard time closing out games. We saw it last year where the Hornets were down big in the first half and almost made this crazy triumphant comeback and just fell a little bit short, but they definitely left the door open. Memphis did to allow Charlotte back into the contest. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on here this evening. But when it comes to players to watch, stats to watch, let's go ahead and start with Memphis. Normally, the obvious answer would be John Morant, but I'm not going to touch him because one, I will just let you talk about him and adore him because he is just a phenomenal superstar and great player. And maybe you don't go in that direction for those obvious reasons. But the reason I don't take Ja is because he's going to get his no matter what. It's really hard to stop that guy. I'm looking at his screen and roll partner, and that's Steven Adams. Huge body. They got him last year from New Orleans. He's a problem. He had 14 points, 11 rebounds, 6-9 and nine from the field in that win against Portland on Wednesday, but he's just such a big body in there, and the screen and roll game between him and John Morant is almost 
perfect at times. They just mesh so well. Adams is so good rolling to the bucket where there's times where Jaw will take the screen, Adams will roll to the bucket, and it's one of those Jaw's just going to throw it up there around the rim and Steven Adams is going to jump up and go get it. So it's going to be tough work for Mason Plumlee to kind of shut down Steven Adams in that regard. But for me, the Kiwi is the key for Memphis here tonight. I see what you did there and I like it. I'm going to take the obvious answer. I'm going Ja Morant. And uh, Ja, he's off to another really strong start to the season. He had 20 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists in that win you mentioned against Portland, which, oh, by the way, came without Damian Lillard on the floor. That does impact things a little bit. And you're right, Portland was able to make a game of it going down the stretch. But Memphis able to get that win on the road before heading back home to Memphis, which is a pretty long, sizable flight. Actually, Hornets had easier travel heading into Memphis for this one than the Grizzlies did, even though the Grizzlies are the ones who are getting to play on their home floor. All that being said, I think the guy to watch is John Morant. Since he's coming to the league, he has changed the game for the Memphis Grizzlies. They have won five of their last six head-to-head matchups with Charlotte since John Morant entered the league. LaMelo Ball uh, will hopefully have the exact same kind of impact long-term on the Hornets that Ja has had on the Grizzlies, uh, but there's no question uh, he is the, the head of the snake. He is the leader of that team. Uh, I do agree with you that in order to beat the Grizzlies, you don't necessarily have to have Jaw go silent. Uh, in the game that the Hornets won against Memphis last year, Jaw was great. He had 32 points, uh, one of six shooting from three, not the greatest in that regard, but still 32 points. He was filling it up, seven rebounds, eight assists. Hornets still found a way to get a win in that game. Of course, they had all of their major pieces, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward available for that one, and Cody Martin, too, at that point in time. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I do think John Morant, though, the clear player to watch for Memphis. Couldn't agree with you more. And then when you take a look on the other side for the Hornets, a lot of people stand out for me when it comes to players to watch, but I'm going to take a look at Nick Richards. I feel like I kind of pick Nick every game, game in and game out. But when you take a look at this Memphis roster, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Atlanta's in the fact that it is very top heavy. And when Steven Adams comes out off the floor, there's not a lot of size left there on the bench for Memphis. I mean, the biggest guy that they played the other night against Portland was Brandon Clark standing at 6'8". So when Steven Adams comes off the floor and he doesn't come off very often, he didn't play 34 minutes, it's really difficult for them to kind of keep that size. They go a little small, so I think it's another opportunity for Nick Richards to have a big game and dominate that paint, which is what we've seen Steve Clifford have as a point of emphasis the first couple of games is win the points in the paint battle, and that will open up the three. Hopefully that happens tonight for the Hornets. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre Jr., and uh, this has become a a repeating pick for me the last couple of games, but he's playing well. Uh, He's coming off a game high and a season high tying 24 points in the loss on the road at Chicago. Uh, He drilled three straight threes to start the second half and for a moment gave the Hornets a little glimmer of hope, but uh, then ultimately the Hornets faded down the stretch, and after that 3-3 barrage from Oubre, he wasn't as much of a factor moving forward, only scoring two more points the remainder of the game. But this guy is explosive, and in the win last season against Memphis, he was just that coming off the bench. He knocked down seven threes, scored 37 points. It was one of his top efforts of the season. That, as you might recall, was the fifth game of a five-game Western Conference road swing. It was brutal travel going from the West Coast, from Golden State, all the way out to Memphis. Uh, it was a really tough set of circumstances. Hornets were jet-lagged. They were tired. But they did not look it on the floor, and Kelly Oubre really led the way. And with having some uncertainty about Gordon Hayward, 
LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Cody Martin at the time of this recording. Charlotte, from that win last season, they are missing five of the top eight players from that game in terms of minutes played. The only ones we know should be out there on the court, knock on wood, as of this recording, are Mason Plumley, Jalen McDaniels, Nick Richards, outside of Kelly Oubre. Uh, so, you know, a lot of guys are missing from that group that was able to get that win. So you got to look to someone who, you know, had a big impact on that one and is a proven scorer in the NBA. So Kelly Oubre Jr., my selection. Hopefully we get some good news and there's more of the cavalry around him. But certainly he's going to have to be a, a leading man for the Hornets to get this win against the Grizzlies. Last but not least, a stat to watch. To go along the lines that I talked about when it comes to stats to watch, I'm taking a look at the bench points again. Again, when... Memphis comes off the floor when their starters come off the floor. There is a pretty sizable drop-off when it comes to the bench. The Grizzlies do go nine deep. They at least went nine deep against Portland on Wednesday, and they mustered 28 bench points. And they only had two guys scoring double figures in that game. So, again, I know the Hornets bench struggled a little bit in Chicago where they ended up scoring 28 points of their own, and that was a little uncharacteristic from what we've seen so far this season. I know something that Sam Perley and I talked about after the podcast on yesterday's edition of the HHC was the fact that a lot of these guys aren't used to playing these amount of minutes for the Hornets. They're used to being rotation guys. They're not used to having a higher shot volume than they normally do. I mean, Jalen McDaniels came off the bench on Wednesday and shot 18 times. I, that has to be a career high, I would imagine, for shot attempts for Jalen. He just not used to that kind of volume. So with all that said, if the bench gets going for the Hornets, as long as Charlotte can stay even with the starters for Memphis in terms of what the plus minus looks like, what the score looks like, I think the bench can take over and have an opportunity to strike here tonight against the Grizzlies because again, it reminds me a lot like this Atlanta roster where the starters come off and there's just such a big drop off with their bench with their rotation and that's just the thing that stands out to me in tonight's contest. I'm going to go with second chance points. Memphis, you know, they got a, a well earned reputation for being this big and difficult to drive on team. A lot of that has to go with Adams, who you referenced earlier as your Grizzly to watch. Uh, but they are dealing with some injuries right now. Jaron Jackson, uh, not with the, the team in terms of being on the floor right now due to injury. Uh, Brandon Clark, one of former first-round pick, he's coming off the bench. They're going with a, a more slender guy and a, a young guy in Santi Aldama as their starting power forward. And uh, while he's a very good player, he's very young, and he's certainly not the load on the interior that Jackson is. So Charlotte here, again, Against Memphis, the Grizzlies, they do a lot of things well. One thing they don't do particularly well, though, is rebound on the defensive side. They're very good on their own offensive side of things. Not that great defensively. So I think this is an opportunity here for the Hornets. If they're shooting great, fantastic. Uh, the Hornets could are, are due for a really hot shooting night from beyond the arc, interior, wherever you're talking about. But even if they don't, I think there's going to be opportunities here for the Hornets to load up on extra shots at the basket. And that's going to be key because this Memphis offense is very good. They're top five in the NBA so far here on the season. A lot of it is individual play. It's John Morant going to work, and he is a, a special, special player. But defensively, they haven't been very good, uh, not just on the initial possession, but in terms of securing the rebound. So I think that's the focal point here for the Hornets. Try and attack a somewhat leaky defense to this point, but whether you score or not, attack the glass. Try and create more opportunities for yourself. If you are able to attempt 5 to 10 
more field goals without having a huge free throw disparity. I think that's the Hornets' best chance to win. All right, that's it. Your game preview, Hornets versus the Grizzlies tonight. It'll tip off at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 local in the great city of Memphis. And after that, the Hornets head home. It'll be night one of a back-to-back tomorrow. Hornets take on the Brooklyn Nets. Rob Longo and Sam Purley will have your game preview for that one, as well as a review of tonight's game. Isn't that right, Rob? As always, the back-to-back specialist that is known as Sam Purley will be here for us after this Hornets game. So, of course, yep, make sure you tune in for tomorrow's HHC to get all your rundown on tonight's game and, of course, tomorrow's game as well. And I would say you are a specialist in that regard as well. We appreciate all your hard work. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. For my partner today on the pod, Rob Longo, as well as our producer here on the Hornets Hivecast, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.